appreciate y'all, man. This one to be dope, man. We're finna shoot this podcast. Drop some knowledge. Let me see what's going on. Waiting on Cafe Code. I'm putting my two week notice. <laughs> putting your two weeks notice in, huh? All right. They said they finna put it in. Yeah, you said they finna put this two week notice in. I see you. Man, that right there is a good feeling. So yeah. I'm tell you. Yeah. You gotta fire your boss, dog. Get that cage code and fire your boss. Exactly. Tell him you're done with him. All right, man. Y'all be sure to tap in when this drop. Um, Distorted Cosmos. It's gonna be it's going down. We're gonna talk about some good shit today, man. What's going on? It's your boy Toria Himes. I'm the host of Distorted Cosmos. You know, sometimes we'll be doing the most. And today we got a special guest with us, my man Kev J with Government Cheese. Man, yes, what's sir. going on, sir? Feeling how you chill. feeling? Feeling good. Feeling good. So how so how feeling is Dallas treating you? I love Dallas. You love Dallas. Yeah, now, Dallas. so you uh you made you mainly in Miami, right? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. live down in Miami. Okay, yeah. well, tell the people a few things about you, man. Um, so I got started in government contracting in 2008, 2009 okay. after the recession. Yeah. Had to figure out a way to kind of do something because I was in real estate before that. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, yeah. um, I took guys that I had that I was using to flip houses mm-hmm. and then I transitioned them over into doing stuff with the government. And so I started mm-hmm. like with the VA hospital, started doing like minor rehabs and stuff like that. And then just grew the business up over the next couple of years. Got into underground utility construction in about 2015. Yeah. Um, rocked out with that for two years and then I ended up selling my company. with the pipes and stuff? Yeah, with the yeah. pipeline stuff. Okay. And then I ended up selling my company in 2017. And then um, ever since then, from 2017 really to like 2020, I was trying to figure out kind of what I want to do. Okay. And then um, I, don't, I was just all over the place. And I ended up getting back into the underground utility space during COVID. Cause it blew up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause it was, it was just, it, the, the industry blew up. So I got back into it and then I was doing that. And then just last year I was like, man, I want to do something different. Like I want to just try to take everything that I have, now that I have and kind of give back to people and help out. So we started government cheese and uh, it's actually just been one year. It's crazy. It started here in Dallas a year ago. So government cheese started here in Dallas a year ago. And, um, and I just been loving every minute of that, just being able to meet dope individuals, like, you know what I'm saying, like yourselves, and just um, connect with really great people, great business people, and then just kind of just give some of my knowledge and just help people out. Cause I feel like, you know what I'm saying, when I started, mm-hmm. we didn't have these types of platforms. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have the social media, we didn't have, um, really the internet wasn't even really big like that. And so I had to kind of get it out the mud from the sense that I just had to go hand to hand with everything. Yeah, like, yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? So. I had to learn the hard way. And so now I feel like there's so much opportunity for individuals because we have all these different platforms. Agreed. So I'm like, shit, if I, if I had to, if I was able to be successful and I had to get it out in the money and work like I had to work, imagine how successful others can be. If they with, had a platform. With all the platforms and all plan, the resources. A plan. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? With yeah. all the resources that you have available. So I'm like, man, if I could take some of the stuff that I learned, the good, the bad, the ugly, and then show people that and then show them how to take all the stuff that they have now in today's age yeah. and put it together. 
man. People can blow up. And so I've just been really passionate about that and I'm loving every minute of it. So for the people who don't understand what government contracting contract is, um, can can you give, give them a background? Now, I, now I've seen you talk, talked about a story on your IG, your first hundred million, million dollar con, contract. Yeah. Yeah. So government contracting, um, so essentially there's three forms of business, right? So you can do B2B, business to business, business, to business. B2C, business consumer. So, and usually that's where most people stop is with the B2B and B2C. Yeah. But the B2G, the business to government, is actually the largest um, sector. Mm. And so basically the, the simplest, simplest, simplest way to explain government contracting is literally any good or service that we would use as citizens, yeah. the government also uses. The difference is, is that they don't do stuff on the retail markets like we do on the retail markets. So they go straight, straight to the, to, to the source with it. Yeah. So like yeah. what I tell people is, for example, like, um, like with toilet paper, right? So the army doesn't go to Walmart like we go to Walmart to buy toilet paper. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. But that doesn't mean they don't use the bathroom. They just don't go to Walmart. Exactly. So they go to, to third parties like myself right and government and other government contractors to get those things that they need so basically that's what we do is provide basic goods and services to the government um and it can be anything whereas you know as low like we say like toilet paper paper towels even um now like laptops hdmi cords everything that you see in this room that yeah. we're utilizing right now today yeah. the government utilizes as well it's just, you know what I'm saying? When y'all wanted to get it to build your podcast room, you went to Amazon, you went to Best Buy, mm -hmm. but they can't do that. So they go to companies like myself. So um, that's basically what government contracting is in the, in the simplest form. And then the way I utilized it, um, when you talk about like the $100 million contract that I got was, so I was specifically in construction and construction management okay. right at the time. Um, and so the government puts out these large, contracts that they call uh matox and satox so what there are is multiple award and single award task order contracts okay so what they'll do is they'll take a pool of money and they'll basically put it in a bank account and say okay we're going to give you this pool of money to spend over the next you know two to five years mm. and then what the, it's a simplified acquisition process so that way they don't have to go back out to bid all the time it's they just, already got the money sitting there and then all they do gotcha. is just say, just go to work, go to work, go to work. And then when you spend all the bread, then you're done. Gotcha, gotcha. So the way those work is, like in that particular one, it was $100 million. Well, the first one I got was $100 million and it was for um, the VA Vision 8. So it was all the VA hospitals from Orlando to Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands. And so basically I was responsible for doing construction work on all those um, facilities. Um, and I just had that pool of money to work off of. Gotcha, gotcha. So that's how that works. That's fire. That's fire. So the next question is uh, about your habits as an entrepreneur. So what what are some of your daily habits that you have? Yeah. So for me, like, um, man, every day I'm up between five and five thirty. I hit the gym first thing. Mm -hmm. um, I check my emails. I just kind of reflect on what I want to do throughout the day. Gotcha. And then so for me, like I said, I start my day at five five thirty. Um, I get all my stuff out of the way that I need to get out the way. Yeah. And then I try to be by like nine, 10 o'clock kind of wrapped up with stuff so that I'm sitting kind of waiting to answer phone calls and deal with clients. Because the thing with the government that I love is they work, you know, eight to three thirty, yeah. nine to four, yeah. like don't, four, four, we out of there. Yeah. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? They're not really. So, yeah, we out of there. so yeah. I've learned a way to basically uh, look at the format in which they work and then I structure my day around that. So basically what I do, like I said, I wake up early, 
get my stuff knocked out, the things that are important to me, the gym, all those different things. Um, I reply to all my emails that might've came in from the afternoon. Yeah. I reply to those all, I try to get all that done by nine. So then at like nine, 10, I'm just sitting waiting on them to call, to call you and do you. stuff, you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So I get all my research done before then, everything like that so that I'm just free and clear. Then I've learned that typically they're gonna work from nine to maybe 11 and then, you and know, they go to lunch. and they go to lunch, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's when I'll kind of do my stuff. 11 to one is when I'll, okay, I'll start moving around. Yeah, that's your break time. That's my break day. time, because yeah. that's their break time. And then when they come back from lunch, I kind of got to be ready to, to well, answer. About one, one to three. One, and then that's, yeah. that, that's that next phase, that one to three. Mm -hmm. So then what I do is that one to three, then I'm just, you know, seeing what's going on. I'm on my computer, ready to, yeah. to respond to anything that they have. And then basically by three, my day is pretty much done. And then what I do is I respond to all my uh, emails that came in from basically nine to three. I respond to them from three to five. Gotcha. So gotcha. I kind of set up a system where I only check my email and respond to stuff in the morning. And then yeah, the afternoon. Gotcha. That's and fine. then during the day, I'm kind of set up. And then um, from there, from five to, should I call it, you know, 10, that's family time. I'm doing stuff with my kids, with my wife. like doing stuff like that. And that's super um, important, that's super important. You gotta incorporate these, these things. For all y'all listening, yeah. entrepreneurs out there, you gotta create time and space for your family because be, having a business is one thing, but having nobody to share it with is a complete another. So be sure that you carving out time for yourself and for your business, but it gotta be a balance. That's why we talk about the work-life balance of entrepreneurship. Yeah, the balance is, is key because if you get so focused on just working and working and working and working, mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, what you working for? And then you're going to end up working yourself down. And then next thing you know, you, you're going to wake up and be like, yeah, where it all the time? Where all this time? Go? I ain't got nothing to show for it. <laughs> yeah, you got nothing. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the crazy thing about being an entrepreneur as well is like, we don't, we don't really do it for ourselves. You're doing it for other people. So mm -hmm. if, if you own a business, you're making sure that you're up early doing stuff because your employees rely on you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then when it comes to your family, you got your family rely on you. So you're not really doing nothing for yourself. So you gotta kind of try to take that time to balance it out to make sure that you're having some form of, of life for yourself because we see it all the time. People work themselves into the grave and then it's like- And then what? And then what? Yeah. And the sad reality is like, like your employees, the people you think friends, they're not gonna care. They, as soon as you did it, go. <laughs> they go. Look, 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 I need. Yeah, I got to hire somebody else to fill his slot. Yeah, so it's like, it, so you yeah. got it. You have to balance the, the 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 balance is so so key because if you don't have that balance, then you're gonna be completely off. So, yeah, the, the work life balance is definitely big. So the next the the next question is, are are you a reader? And if so, what books are you current currently reading? Yeah, so I I do read. Um, I've been doing this thing 75 hard for since January. <laughs> so, <laughs> let me tell you that. So for all y'all who don't know about the 75 hard, I'm gonna let him tell you about yeah, it. It's, it's not for me. I tried it one day and I was like, you know what? I got better <laughs> shit to do. <laughs> so, so the craziest thing is the hardest part of the 75 hard for me. So the working out wasn't hard because I already work out every day. So working out's not hard. Drinking water, like you said, drinking water's not hard, I already do that. So the hardest part was actually carving out time to read. Um, I had, I, I used to read always, but when doing this, like now I'm forced. So, um, the book I'm currently reading as a part of that is a um, hundred million dollar offer by Alex Hermosi. Um, I read four hour work week. That was one that really yeah. changed my life last, that's a fire. last that's a fire. year. Cause that's the one four that, hour work week? yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Because that's the one that really taught me about the whole checking the email and disconnecting and stuff like that. So for our work, we was dope. Um, I read a lot of stuff, entrepreneurial books that are more about productivity than than kind of like um, the financial part of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So like for our work, we like um, 30 day entrepreneur, things like that, that really try to shift your mind. Because the like, so like the problem with being an entrepreneur is that um, we don't really have, there is no like playbook to say that this is the way it works and you do it right. Because there's so many people that have done it so many different ways that have had su success. Mm -hmm. So you kind of got to just like take a little bit from each person and kind of figure out what's going to be your formula for success. Agreed. So like all three of us in this room, we can have completely different formulas. We can still get all of us to the same outcome. You know what I'm saying? But how we get there may be a little bit different. So I've been working on over the last probably two years, two, three years, is really figuring out that formula. Um, early on, I figured out what most people would be the hardest part, which is the financial part. The financial part was the easiest part for me. Yeah. Like getting money has never been a problem. Like I always knew how to get money. Yeah. The problem is everything else. As I started to get older, it's like, okay, how do I do the, you know, the balance, the work-life balance? Like, how do I make time for myself? Um, how do I make sure that I'm, I'm in good mental and physical health yeah, so yeah. that I could be around? You know what I'm saying? So it's all those things. So I've been focusing a lot on the productivity side of being an entrepreneur. Gotcha. So the next question is, um, if you could go, go back in time and tell your younger self one gym, and this, and this can also apply to, you know, if someone was to ask you, what's the, ne the next step? What gym or nugget would you? would you give them? Man, so if I could talk to my younger self, honestly, the biggest thing that I would tell my younger self is start investing earlier. Start investing early. So I wish I would have um, started investing earlier. Mm -hmm. So I got into real estate in 2004. Right? 2004, 2005. But even when I started then, I didn't have the right mindset. Yeah. So I was just worried about the quick cash. So I was just buying houses, flipping them, like just making quick money. I wish I would have then understood the power of investing and, and buying and holding. Buy and hold. yeah. um, even, at, even though it looked bad at the time, like, you know, we were paying high prices for things. Hindsight, when we look back now, you know, almost 20 years later, like those prices that we thought were high prices then are like, if we could find stuff for even twice that right yeah, now, yeah, yeah. we'd be, be straight, happy, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Be happy, yeah. So it's like, I wish that I understood that more and I had the discipline. And I think that was the biggest thing is the the, the, um, the discipline. Like yeah. sometimes we don't have the discipline. And so I wish that at a young age, I had the discipline and and really was focused and, and understood investing and discipline with investing. If I had that, like, and if all of us had that, we'd be so much better off. And that's something I started doing Probably within the last, um, I'd say probably 10 years, ten eight years. to 10 years. Anytime I do something, I make a decent amount of money, I buy a piece of property. Gotcha, gotcha. And so now I just buy real estate and I just, I'll buy stuff and don't even do nothing with it. Like I, I bought stuff I've never seen. Like I just buy stuff. So if I get a little chunk of money, even if it's little money, a thousand, two thousand, because there's ways to buy stuff really really cheap yeah especially you go places like here in texas like you can get stuff here in texas land you can get land ta tax liens bro for foreclosures because the one thing i tell people is like we ain't making no more land 
Mm-mm. Right. Like, they ain't, making, <laughs> they ain't making no more of like, it. So how you think here. about it? It's already here. Yeah. So, like, the earth has not, the earth's not going to grow. It is what it is. It is what it, it is. If anything, the amount of land is decreasing with global warming and things like that. Yeah. So, buy some, buy anything, and just sit on it, and it's always going to grow. So, that would so be one piece your, of advice. What's your buy, buy box it, in real in real estate? I mean, I know the, the uh, places might, might not be a... Uh, uh, a factor for you, but but do but do but you look for multi-family? It's all over the place. Single family, everything, bro. I, yeah. I buy land. I buy single family. Right now, is I'm looking for multi-family. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want to get into is more multi-family because that's something that, like I said, I wish back then I had a lot of multi-family in yeah. the early 2000s and I didn't appreciate it. Yeah, like and so I, I, those are some of the things that I lost. So I was like, damn, if that's something I can get back into because. Um, Especially the way the economy is going, they're they're literally trying to get rid of the low and middle class, mm-hmm. and so um, they got to have somewhere to live. So that's one thing. The multifamily is basically that's where I'm hot at right now. But the yeah. land, the single family, I bought too. Yeah. So I tell people if you want to get into real real estate, my so advice is out. if you have the ability to get yourself a, a, a duplex. Right. If yeah, you can, definitely. if you can afford to live in one side and have someone else to pay to, to live in the other side, they'll cover a majority of your expenses if the rent is, if the rent rate is right. But still, though, you only got one mortgage and you and you bringing in two rents. So if you can double up on that duplex, you mess around, can pay that bad boy off super fast, and that'll be two streams of income for you. And you can put that onto your next house, or you can put that onto to, to your next investment property and keep running that same play over and over. And that's over. that's literally how I started. It was with a duplex, duplex and yeah. I lived on one side, ran one side out, and then when I got enough bread, I went and got another one, and then I ended up moving my grandparents into that that side that I was in. That yeah, I made it all yeah. nice, and I was like, "Look, y'all move in here. You ain't got to worry about paying nothing. You know what I'm saying? You stack your bread." Then I went and got the next one, and I just kept Kicked doing that, moving, that exact man. same thing you talking about moving. Um, the focus, man. I didn't. The only thing that I say was back then I had a focus because I was young. Yeah, but like now I got the focus, so now I know okay, as I do stuff, all right, I gotta do this, I gotta do this. Just a process. That's a process. Yeah. yeah, and I use the honestly, I use the government contracting to kind of fuel all of that. Yeah, that's why I love it because with the government stuff, I can create my own schedule, like we just talked about. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I can do my own thing. I can create my own revenue because literally, I, like I tell my students. Whatever size company you want to have, just tell me, and we can sit down and we'll put a plan together to build that because. Okay. Because everything with the government is given to us, so the budgets are given to us every year. So we know where they're going to spend the money. We know yeah. how they're going to spend the money. We know how much we can historically look at um, the different values as prices raised. So we can build anything. So that's basically what I did for myself. I said, okay, I want to make X, Y, Z because I know I want to do these other things. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so then yeah. I, I, everything I do, I reverse engineer it. So I say, okay, where is my goal, and then how do I get how there? How do I get there? And that's yeah. that's honestly why I love the government contracting because it's the easiest way to do that. See, in normal business, if if we're trying to sell a product to a customer, we're searching for those customers. So we'll say, okay, we want to have a million dollar business. Okay, if we have a thousand dollar product, you know, we need to sell a thousand of those thousand dollar products to get there, right? Yeah. But now you're fighting trying to figure out, okay, where can I find a thousand customers? Yeah, and then you're you're, you're trying marketing to, skills, and, that, and you out there trying to put it in front of everybody. It's, it's, it's already there. It's one customer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we already got that. <laughs> you already got a customer. So yeah. that's the so it's like all you got to say. Okay, I want to have a million dollar uh, company. Okay, here's my customer. Okay, where is the easiest access to a million dollars with that yeah. customer? 
what, what is that customer spending a million, million dollars, dollars on? on? And that's why I tell yeah. people like come to me and they're like, well, I don't have a business or I don't know what I want to do. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so tell, so I, I've seen a few of your videos, yeah. but tell the, the, the people what's the most common thing that's bought by the, by the government. Yeah. Um, e, the, the common and, and easiest way to get, to get into it. So there's a, everything that we do is I talk about it within the top five, right? Yeah. So the top five industries are going to be uh, defense, which is the military, the military. always going to be number one, mm -hmm. right? Healthcare, which is natural, um, construction, IT, and then your fifth one is always going to jump back and forth depending on what's going on yeah. in the in in the country at the time. So sometimes it's research and development, um, sometimes it's facilities maintenance. So that that number five is always going to change, but those four are always going to be that always solid. Yeah. It's solid, right? So if you can do anything in defense where you're supplying the military, you're always going to be straight, and that can be as simple as like I said, selling toilet paper to the base. TP, shit paper. They need it. <laughs> they need it you every day. Yeah. So it can be as simple as selling toilet paper to the base, or it can be as complex as selling guns, right? Yeah. So that's your military side. Um, your construction is just as construction. Yeah. Right. Like, so the, they're always going to be building things. They're always going to be fixing, renovating. That's always going to be there. So if you if you can get into the construction space in any way, you're always going to eat. Same thing with the healthcare space. So. Um, in this country, the sad reality is they train you up as children to be able to go into one of three systems, the educational system, the military system, or the penal system. Yeah. Right. So you're going to go to school, jail, or the military. That's well, it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a fact. So yeah. and, and it just, it is what it is. Right. So, yeah. so with that, they have to provide healthcare to all three of those systems. They do. Right. Yeah. So, um, on in the school system, they have to provide health care. They have to do certain things through uh, government assistance, like Medicaid, all those things. So there's opportunities, health care. Um, the prison system, same thing. They have to provide health care in the prison system. So, you know, all, all that's going to be there. Yeah. Same thing with the military. While people are in the military, they have to provide them health care services. And when they get out, they have to provide them health care services. I want to warn y'all for all y'all didn't, all you veterans. Yeah. So, so <laughs> health care. Healthcare is always going to boom because they always the government always has to provide healthcare to those basic three systems. Yeah. Now, outside of that, you know, it is what it is. But those basic three systems, healthcare always has to be provided to. So there's money in healthcare. IT, IT's for the past thirty years, you know, as it's only growing. technology grows, it grows. Yeah, it's, it's, grows. it's only growing. Yeah. Right. Every every day, you know, now we got different AI and different things like that. Like it constantly grows. So the IT space, if you can get into it, you're there. So those are going to be the four that are going to be always consistent always and there's always money there. Um, I would tell somebody, if somebody came to me today and said, what is something simple that I can get into? I would tell them two things. If you don't have a particular skill, just get into commodities. Just it's sell. Pants. It's just, that's it. Yeah. Just, it's super easy. It doesn't require much overhead at all. Mm -hmm. You don't need a big office. You don't need employees. You don't need a lot of money. It's literally just buying and selling of goods. So that's gonna be the simplest, simplest, simplest thing to get into. But on the flip side, I have full transparency, just like anything, if you're doing something with low overhead, with low cost, with all those things, your, your margins aren't gonna be super high. They it's are. a numbers game. It, it is, most you know Cause you gotta think, if you're selling pins, how much markup can you put on a pin? 
<laughs> you feel me? Exactly, it's a, it's yeah. a ten cent pin. If you if you put you one put pin, a dollar on it, yeah, they'll be like, they be, you feel me? Yeah. So so it's relative, right? But there is an opportunity there. The other thing is, if you have physical skills and you're not scared to get in and do labor, um, facilities maintenance is huge. Mm. So it's things that are taken for granted: landscaping, pest control, janitorial services. Yeah. So all these buildings, courthouses, libraries, schools, they have to be maintained, right? They do. And they do. so now in the old days, the 60s, 70s, even in the 80s, the government had workers that maintained all those things. They used to have staff. When we got into the 90s, the government went away from that and started doing all of this contracting. contracting. Yep. So there's a lot of opportunity. And the great thing about this, and, I, and uh, we talked about it in one of my boot camps the other day. So a janitor at a regular office building may make $20 an hour, but a janitor in the federal space would make probably $70 or $80 an hour. Doing the exact same thing. It's just about his 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 his, his route and path. It's, it's just different. it's just different. Yeah. Same job is different, but the thing is, and people say, well, why do they get so much more to do government work? It's because there's a lot of more um, criteria that are put on. So it's, mm -hmm. a, it's it's more things that you have to do to be able to do it. Yeah. And so um, that's what makes it, you know, so much worth, like so worthwhile. So yeah. janitorial. Um, landscaping, pest control, just simple, simple, simple facilities maintenance. You can make a lot of money in facilities maintenance with the government. Something that people don't think about, cutting the grass at the VA cemetery. Mm. It's, it it got to be done. It has to be done. Gotta Another be done. one that pays really, really good at the VA cemetery is cleaning the headstones, the gotta marble be, headstones. Got to be done. Got to be done. But, yeah. but, you don't, but these are things that you don't think about. See, people don't think that these are it's actual not, jobs. It's not a regular job. Exactly. Yeah, so you don't exactly. think about it. Yeah. But then it's things that we take for granted, like you, like your vet. So you go to the VA hospital, you ex you don't want to walk into VA hospital and it's dirty. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. You I'm expect it to be clean. <laughs> yeah. Same thing when you when you yeah. pull up at the front, you expect the grass to be cut. You don't ever nice think about trim. who cuts the grass. Yeah. Flowers to be to be planted. Yeah, you don't. The grass to be trimmed because because those are the same standards that was held when I was a soldier, a troop, you know, we had to have our grass cut. We did our own grass cutting we, we, and our landscaping and everything. So therefore with the Department of Veteran Affairs, I would expect to at least have the that grass cut, cut, at least have the, the bushes trimmed. Yeah. I don't want no weeds on, on the gates. Cause like I said, when I was there, that's how you had to do it. That's how I had to do it. Right, so it's the same, it's those basic things like that. That's a large opportunity. And another reason why I tell people to try to get into those spaces is because it's sad, but the new, the next generation, they don't want to work hard. Like hard work has gone microwave away. Microwave so generation. It's microwave, bro. And <laughs> yeah, so, and so, you, like, it's hard to tell a kid now, hey, you're gonna be a janitor. I'm not being on you. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. look at you like you're crazy, but it's like, yeah, but it's <laughs> yeah, like, bro, yeah. you make money, like at the VA. Yeah, you, you make, you make some change. Good money cleaning yeah. the VA, and it's something. But so as the generations grow and technology becomes more prevalent and people start to think that they don't want to do those types of jobs the demand for those jobs increases yeah so now the pay for those jobs is going to increase continues to increase so supply and demand right? so those are a couple things those are the two things if people came to me and said hey i want to get in the game what should i do 
products or facilities maintenance. Gotcha. So tell the people how they can get uh, in contact with your, your, your with your program. I know you just had an event in Vegas, right? Um, yeah, so governmentcheese.org is the website. Um, on all the socials is GOV underscore cheese. Um, we did just do the event in Vegas. We got another one coming up in May in Miami. May in Miami. So what I try that? to do is once a quarter, I do an I do an event. So once every quarter, I do an event, and I try to rotate the cities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I limit them to 25 people because I want to be able to get with each person and really provide value to their actual business. So I'll never I'll never do those big hundred person events. Like not as my actual individual boot camps. When I do the individual boot camps, 25 people, and we do that so once a quarter. So we just did Vegas. We got Miami coming up, and then I think we're talking about either doing Dallas or Houston in July. Okay. Um, we just haven't figured out exactly which one. So it was the ticket for for, for that. So all, those all are the people who want to go ahead on and cop their ticket now. Go ahead on and get if you want if you're interested. He's finna tell you how, how to get into it. Yeah. The financial because it's a cost for everything. Ain't nothing free. Yeah. Yeah. So I tell people, this is the way I tell people, right? Information is free, but you pay for access. You pay for access to it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So that's what it is. So the course is $9.97 and it comes with community, you get private Facebook group, bi-weekly group coaching. And then the um in person is twenty four ninety seven. Okay. And then you get the course with that for free. Gotcha. So um so you get all that and uh Man, it's a dope. It's a dope time because when people come, I cover everything. So I cover all the, you know, food, breakfast, lunch, dinner, everything, yeah, both fine. days. Um, I want you just to come and just really be ready to focus, absorb being knowledge, and, and, and absorb focus it, on the process. It's a lot of information, um, and I try to give as much as I can in those two days. Even two days isn't enough. It's not enough. <laughs> yeah, I think Sam uh, getting set up and Sam dot 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 gov is a, it's like about a, about a two three hour it's process. A two, three hour process. So yeah. I usually do, and that's one thing I do is like when people come, so we go over. Um, we don't even get to Sam registration until um, the second day or the second half of the first day. The whole first half of the first day, we're going through. Um, doing a SWOT analysis. So strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, really breaking down you as an individual, breaking down your business, so you understand what you're going for. Gotcha. We do market research to figure out, like we talked about, it's the one customer, and we know they got the money. Where, where they won't spend their money at. Yep, so then yeah. we do the market research to figure out exactly how to position ourselves. We do capability statements. Really understand it, because what I tell people, because we have the benefit in government contracting that we have the one customer that has the money, Yeah. We don't want to set up a business based on what we think they want. Gotcha. Right. There's no guesswork in this. No. Nah. You know what they, I'm saying? They, they telling you exactly they what it is. They spelling it out for you. So that's my yeah. job is to show you how to interpret what they tell you. See, yeah. that's the big thing I tell people with this is all the information is free. It's all out there for you. The problem is there's nobody telling you how to use the information. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's just like everything in our life these days. Like they'll give us stuff and be like, well, we told, we gave it to you. You gave it to you, yeah, but you didn't tell me how. You didn't tell me how to use it. So, so yeah. what does it matter if you gave it to me, if, if, if you didn't teach me how to use it? You didn't give me the proper strength. Yeah, yeah. So, so somebody could give you the whole world. And it's like, it's like as a kid, if you don't know how to drive, it doesn't matter if somebody gives you a Lamborghini, you don't know how to drive. So what are you going to do? Just look at it? Yeah. It's like kid, kids now. Y'all literally have the every answer you need. In right your there hand. in your hand. But the, but how many of y'all 
Google how to start a business or how to, to cook or how to do this. No, they don't go to TikTok store. Yeah. I got six kids, and trust me, they all TikTok stuff. I'd be like, "What are y'all doing? Yeah. Y'all got y'all can literally do anything." But yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's what that whole first half of day one is mm-hmm. just teaching you how to navigate, how to take the information they give you, and really turn it into dollars. Yeah. And then we really start once we figure that out, and I get everybody on the same playing field. Yeah. Then we start diving into it. So you got the SAM registration. We go through the different certifications because that's a big thing. People don't understand the, the power of certifications yes, and they yes. don't understand exactly what all of them are. And there's so many, um, like there's so much behind certifications. And another thing is people don't realize what certifications they actually qualify for. Mm-hmm. So there's a certification out there for every person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, but we get hung up on the ones that we know. We'll give them a cup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you got, so on a federal standpoint, I always have to start by saying this federally the federal government does not recognize race anymore so race is not recognized as a um a disadvantage what the federal government looks at is social and economic disadvantages so what that means is that do you have some type of social or economic disadvantage that will hold you back from doing business on an equal playing field got you okay so that's, I always, we have to start by saying that because that's another misconception is people say, well, in minority cert, I'm black, so I should get a certification. That's not true mm. on a federal standpoint. Yeah. Now on a state and local, that may be true, but federally it has nothing to do with that. So there's the women-owned cert, which is basically what it is. So um, females apply to the Small Business Administration, they get a certification based on that. Um, there's the veteran certs. So mm-hmm. veteran-owned small business, service-disabled veteran-owned small business. There is the hub zone, which is one of the most powerful certs and one of the most, it's gonna, it's almost like a pun, but it's one of the most underutilized certs uh-huh. and it's hub zone. Okay. And it stands for historically underutilized business zone. So basically what it means is that if you have an office in anywhere that typically business is not done at a high level, mm. then the government will give you a certification where they will set aside work for you to help grow business within that area. Mm. There's only 2,800 hub zones in the entire country. Yeah. People that have the certification. So it's a very, very powerful certification. It's one of those ones that's available to anybody. Tap in and that Yeah, but people, people don't know that it exists. So you got hub zone. We were going to ahead. Like, I know a couple of places that, you right. know, it's not really being serviced. Like, for instance, if anybody is aware of South Dallas, mm-hmm. it's a, uh, they, they, they're trying to turn the community around because it's being gentrified slowly yeah. and they got the fair park over there so that's kind of a the big commodity that's keeping south dallas alive but there's a lot of spaces over there that are underutilized because people you know the community is not quite the best but not a lot a lot of people is investing into the community that's what so the cert is exactly and <laughs> that, it's, that's it. It's, it it's tax dollars that that are not being being put into the community so therefore the community is what it is because not a lot of businesses are investing in the area not a lot of houses are, are, are being built in the area and if the houses that are being built the people some people come in buy, buy the land very cheap, cheap. Yeah. buy the house very cheap scrape it off put in a three-story yeah. and now it's all modern and stuff and in the South people Dallas. who live there can't afford to live they, they can't afford to live there so, so so what they do they, they move out into some apartments or something so that's why i'm trying to jump into the apartment syndication yeah. multi-families you know that because somebody so people are always going to need somewhere to live but if they have a better quality place to live 
then it maybe will be the spark to help change their mindset to get their life together. Yeah, that yeah. that that hub zone service. That's exactly it. Yeah. So they're, they're literally the government setting aside money for people that are willing to put businesses in those areas and yeah. bring and revitalize it. So that and then um, naturally you have the most powerful one that most people know, which is the 8A. And so the 8A is a nine year program where the government basically they help you grow your business to be, mm. stop being a small business and start being a medium business. Okay, good, good. So, so y'all here, man, my man Kevin dropped some amazing <laughs> gems on you. So if you ain't learned nothing today, yeah, nothing today, it's you. <laughs> it's not the information because yeah. he didn't gave you he didn't gave you the play he he, he he didn't gave you how to take the course so you can learn exactly how to do the play because like you said the information is free but the access to how to do it that's what you got to pay for you got to pay to play so before we can get out of here and that's because we, we want to jump over into the stone of ld uh just just give the people one, one last little word of inspiration um just don't stop don't stop don't stop. Every day, every day, uh, get 1% better than the day before. Yeah. Show up. Just don't stop. That's Sh it. Show up. Y'all hear that. And that's what we're going to stop at, man. Again, we appreciate y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. It's your boy, Torian Hines. I'm the host of the Distorted Cosmos. We got my man, Kev J, here with the government cheese. And again, we just want to appreciate y'all for tuning in. If you got any value out of this, don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Comment your favorite part at the bottom. Tag Kev J, tag Government Cheese, and tag somebody who needs to get into the Government Cheese space. This is how they get here. This is the key right here. Tap in. And on that note, I'm headed out. Yay.